Welcome to Refall 2021. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Praise God. I will be speaking briefly this morning on what I've tagged Conquering Via the Word. Conquering Via the Word. And um, I would like to start by, by reminding us that we are in a dispensation of grace. All right, praise God. And if you go back, if we go back to the book of Genesis, we would see how God had to call light forth in the midst of darkness. All right, so there was darkness, deep darkness, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And that is why John um, 1.5 will say, and light shineth in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. And that is why Isaiah kept on saying that darkness will cover the world, there's darkness, the people of the world. But for us, you know, the light of the Lord has risen upon us and his glory shall consistently be seen upon us. What am I trying to say? We have seen several, or we've read, we're not bonded, we've read of several dispensations. We, we know we have, we have seven major dispensations. We are in the sixth dispensation. We've We've read about the dispensation of innocence, dispensation of conscience, dispensation of human government, dispensation of promise, dispensation of law that started from the time of Moses up until the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we are in the dispensation of grace. Is anybody excited? Dispensation of grace. We were all born into this dispensation. And to the glory of God, we will see things work and happen sweatlessly for us as a body of Christ, glory to God, dispensation of grace, dispensation of grace, dispensation of grace. But there's another dispensation coming. Praise God. All right, that's the millennium dispensation. We will start from the second coming of Christ and you know, that's it. All right, so because we're in the dispensation of grace, glory to Jesus, we would see, because de- the devil knows that his time is up, if I is up and about to be very, very up, we would see, like never before, pushing and um, activities of the kingdom of darkness. We are going to see the devil try to do and show that, hey, I'm still around. Remember the Bible says in Corinthians, all right, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 4. It says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, least the light of his glorious gospel of Christ, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine onto them. So who is the God of this world? Satan, all right? The devil is the God of this world. And we know, according to the word of God, in Ephesians 6, if we, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to just run through the scripture. Ephesians 6, you can flip, flip, flip your Bible, you know, there if you are where you can. All right, Ephesians 6, we see verses 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Praise God. So these are these are the things. I'm sorry. We can hear you. Go ahead. We can hear you. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. That came from me, right? I guess so. No, no, we can hear you still. <laughs> Go ahead. There was nothing. Okay. All right. So we are in, in, now that we are in the dispensation of grace, the devil's time is running out. We are going to see strange 
things. We are going to see the spiritual realm, all right, manifesting like never before. Because we know the spiritual, we have, we have different kind of realms. Yeah, Ephesians 6, 12 to 13, all right? The spiritual realm is so real. It's so real, as real as the physical realm. You know, praise God. So Ephesians 6 says, we wrestle us against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, against the um, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. Look at 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Praise God. So what are, we, what are we supposed to do in this time, in this dispensation, as we begin to see all these funny, funny things, as we begin to see the devil try to show that he's still there, we are going to, we are, supposed, we, we are to arise as a church and take the whole armor of God. Glory to God. And I love something Ken Hagee, you know, talked about in his book, in one of his books, he talks about the three kinds of church, the three kinds of church, because today we will need to decide what church do I belong to? Glory to God. You can't be everywhere. You have to be somewhere. Which of the, what church? And when I talk about church, I am not referring to the building. We are the church. The people makes up the church. You see the church building. It's just where we assemble to, you know, go through the programs and everything. But we are the church. We are the church that Christ came to die for. So Kenneth Hagin in his book talked about the three kinds of church. All right. And we are already, we see it in effect now. He talked about the militant church. We are, we are not militant. Though. When you talk about the militant church, they are the people that, when you, you, that's why you hear things like, we are warring against the devil, burn the devil to death, kill the devil, you know, they are the militant church. You see, the, the, good, the, the funny thing about the militant church is that they, they picked a body of Christ who are not yet seated in heavenly places in Christ. They are still battling and trying to defeat the devil. The devil that has already been defeated. Glory to God. We are not the militant church. They are trying to do the works. And guess what? Christ has done it all. We can't add to what Christ has done. We can't take away from it. He has done it fully. Glory to God. Glory. So the militant church, they know that there's Jesus. They know Jesus came to die, but they are, they are still warring. They are still using their strength and power to defeat the devil, to fight the devil. And demons demons all those funny funny spirits they know they sabi grammar they don't they are not they, they don't they don't they don't bow to human strength they bow to power power from on high they bow to the manifestation of the holy spirit they bow to the fire inside of us and the word of god so that's the militant church now the defeated church now this also gives a picture of a church of ignorant people ignorant people the defeated church we are not part of them you are not defeated i am not defeated but this defeated set of people, all right, they are ignorant of the fact that we are seated with Christ, all right? They don't even, they have not come into full alignment that we reign with Christ, that Christ has died for us. They are not using the authority. They are probably not aware of the authority or they are chosen to ignore their authority or they are just chosen to just be there. And they are the people you will hear say things like, hmm, there is a cause, so this cause in the family, hmm. This, they say I have spirit husband. We hear all sorts from people under the defeated church, but there is another generation. Glory to God. Hey, there is another generation that is you and I, the triumphant church, the triumphant church. We are part of the triumphant church. And who are these people who are part of the triumphant church? They are the great army. 
the biblical represent perspective of the body of Christ that is seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above powers and principalities, far above demons. They are the people who are the triumphant church. Glory to God. We portray the believers that are walking in line with what Christ has done. We are the people that are walking every day. We are not there. We are just, we are, we are still trying. We're on our journey of uh, our fully aligning to what Christ has done. But we are not, we are, we are not, we are not, we are not, we are not relaxed being defeated. We are not, we are not the militant sort. Glory to God. And you know, in this age, when things are wrapping up, when the devil knows, hey, things are wrapping up for him, we will need to put forth the benefit of being part of the triumphant church. Glory to God. And that is why Solomon talks about um, in Ecclesiastes 10, 5. There's another evil I've seen under the sun. Kings and rulers like the, make a grave mistake when they give great authority to foolish people. I love that. And low positions to, to, to people of proven worth. All right, I've seen servants riding horseback like princes and princes walking, princes walking like servants. That has happened for a long time in the body of Christ. Glory to God. But I thank God for this refuel meeting. I thank God for this conference because things are turning around. Wow, things have turned around already. We are the triumphant church and we are rising into full capacity of being triumphant in Christ. Glory to God. Now, I want to quickly read a scripture and that's what our, our text for today. And I'm going to back it up with my own story. A lot of you probably know my story, but for some, you know, you might be hearing it again. I never get tired of, of talking about my story. That's all I do. Tell the story everywhere. Glory to God. Glory to God. Full capacity. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Glory to God. You know, until you know who you are, the devil will toss you around. And that's what happened to me as well. You can be a believer and still not know who you are. You might still not be working in full capacity. So that is why the devil will strangle you in the dream, not for you, strangle some people in the dream. That's why demons will oppress some people. Yes, there is demon oppression and possession, but it's not for the church, it's not for us. It's for those who are under the God of this world, the devil. Glory to God. Glory to God. The devil can toss people of the world around, but not us, not me, not you, and not anymore. In this next three days, you are taking charge. You are taking charge. Your spirit man will be so alive. When you are asleep, your spirit man will be so alive and active. Let the devil come near. You so when people are scared that they might show up at night, you, you, you are also going to show up with the word. You show up. Let them show up. You show up. You begin to tell the devil, come on, get out there. That's how we should treat the devil. Devil, get, get, get out. Is it you devil? Get out. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. But to be able to tell the devil, get lost, get out, and be able to claim the redemptive blessings Christ has wrought for us is from the place and standpoint of knowledge. You must be fully persuaded that I'm a son of God. You see that full persuasion? That is the work. Christ has done everything. Believers just need to enter into that sphere of being fully persuaded. And that is where we have a lot of challenge. Let's open our Bibles to our text, which is Luke 13. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Okay, so we are looking at Luke 13. We are looking at the woman who was bent over. And that's what we're talking about. Glory to God. Because this is happening in the body of Christ. Hey, this is happening. This is happening. Let's just quickly read it. Luke 13, and I'm reading from verses 10. I'm using the KJV translation now. 
And he was teaching in one of the synagogues of the, on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a great woman which had the spirit of infirmity. 18 years. Kai. Devil wicked. For greater is he that lives in us. Glory to God. All right. A spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bowed together and could no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. We're still trying to follow the protocols of Moses, whereby the Sabbath, you know, is a rest day and etc. All right. There were six. And the, the guy said, there are six days in which men ought to walk. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. I want to say to someone, God is not delaying your miracle anymore. God is not deferring. What he was telling, what, what he was saying is this. And we are not supposed to heal this woman. She should have, she should come back. But there's an urgency in the spirit for God to do you good. There's an urgency in the spirit. As we come to the end of this year, as we come to refuel, you are entering into that season when things begin to happen very fast according to Amos 9:13. One thing on the heel or the other. Everywhere you look, blessing, blessing, blessings, blessings. Everywhere you look, blessings. Glory to God. Let me go on. 15. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each of you on the Sabbath day lose his ox and his ass from the store and lead him away to watering? 16. And ought not this woman, please quickly attention here, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had has bound lo these 18 years be loose from this bond on a sabbath day glory to god let me quickly read let me pick something from the new living all right that's same um luke 13 all right the new living says she was bent double you know i tried to practicalize it some time ago i just i was just thinking about it that somebody bent over you know it's not our question but just just imagine it for a moment she was bent double all right, for 18 years, and I was, was unable to stand straight. This woman could not look into the sky. She could not look into the sky. She, from this, from this New Living Translation explanation, she could only look straight and probably look sideways because she was bent over. Do you know circumstances can bend people over? Situations can bend people over. But our day of visitation has come. Everything that has caused us to be bent over, issues, affliction, oppression, they are giving way today in the name of Jesus. Praise God. You know, I like the way the, the, the Amplified says it. Let me pick something from the Amplified version. It says in verses 11, Luke 13, 11, and there was a woman there who for 18 years had been, had 18 years had had an infirmity caused by the spirit, a demon of sickness. So there's a demon of sickness. And my darling family, demons were already operating in the time where Jesus came. Demons have been, have been they've been there. Praise God. So the demon of sickness, she was bent completely forward and utterly unable to straighten up herself or to look upward. Wow. Can you see that? Bent completely forward, utterly unable to straighten herself or look forward. And Jesus said to her, you know, we know, we know the other part. Now, I want to pick something from the, um, the, the, the message translation. I like something about the message translation. It says, um, she was, she was, now, if you look at the message translation goes to tell us the me medical name, all right, a woman who had been, who had arthritis, all right, and couldn't look up, she had been afflicted 
for 18 years, all right? And I like what the message says. So why isn't, so why isn't it all right for me to untie this daughter of Abraham and lead her from the store where Satan had tied her these 18 years. You know, I, I want to pick out seven things, you know, we can talk about. When you talk about this woman, there are seven notable, notable things I noted down. But I want you to take note of the word. Did Jesus identify that it was a demon? So it was a demon, it was an oppression, all right? It was a demon, she was tied. But you know, I like that fact. All right, and I like, I like a few things. Number one, you see her being bent over has caused her to be in a season of embarrassment and disgrace. Imagine the mockery, imagine the laughter. Are you going through a season whereby you feel mocked? You, feel, you, you, can, hear, you can almost hear people giggle when you pass. I want you to know that the Lord that visited this woman is right here with us doing this conference and he has visited us already. Your visitation started the moment you joined this meeting. Glory to God. She was bound by Satan. I'm running now. Uh, second thing to note about this woman, she was bound by Satan. She was tied down for 18 years. Another thing to note, she was helpless. Remember the Bible says she could in no wise lift up herself. She was helpless. She was helpless. Now, because the message Bible translates it to be in, uh, arthritis, all right? So we can call it a medical and spiritual issue, right? But the good thing is this, I'm sure she had visited all the doctors. I'm sure she, did, she, she, she didn't plan to wait for 18 years bent over. Glory to God. You know, why, why I feel very sad about this story is this. You know, the spiritual controls the physical. And I'm going to, you, you'll see that in my story as well. So many things are controlled from the spirit realm. If you can sort out the spiritual aspect, which is not doing any work because Christ has done the work. What you are sorting out is you are sorting out yourself via what Christ has already done. You are coming into alignment, you are claiming, you are laying hold, you are getting the devil, devil off what is rightfully yours. Because if you don't sort out the spiritual, some things will be delayed in the physical. And that's what we see of this woman. Let's just think along with me. Imagine the number of accidents you will have actually had or probably avoided. Because she, she can only look forward. If something is coming, you know, she can't spin around, all right? Imagine how she lived. Imagine if she was married and have, had children. That's even if she got married. We don't know if she got married. Probably she wasn't even married. Who will marry a woman who is bent over? She probably can't do anything herself. Now, we don't know when this started, but we know that the Bible says she was there for 18 years of being bent over. That is big. Glory to God. She probably couldn't get a job. Imagine. Who will employ her? How do you want to help a woman who is bent over? How do you, how do you send her around to work in the office? How, does, how will she do that? Praise God. I was wondering how she was, how she sleeps. When, when a woman is bent over, how will she sleep? So the spiritual totally affected her physical life. So nothing was happening for this woman. But I like one part. She kept on coming to the synagogue. She did not stop coming to the synagogue. She came on a particular day. Maybe other days, other preachers have been preaching. Maybe other days, people have been giving word. Maybe people have been trying to heal her. Because remember that people were already, people were healing. People were healing you know, even before Christ came. There were miracles happening. But Christ was, Christ's miracles were outstanding. How do I know? There was somewhere in the book of Acts, praise God, that um, um, it was asked, the apostle was asked, are you in whose name are you, are you performing this? Are you healing and casting out demons? And I just paraphrase. They asked the apostle, they asked Peter, in whose name are you doing this? That means people were doing it, but probably in several names, maybe in the name of God, but Jesus was the master healer. Praise God. What am I trying to say? So this woman was affected. 
This woman was affected by the uh, spiritual uh, situation and it was rubbing off on the physical situation. Now, the part I want us to pick out is this. The, uh, the, the Bible says that she, Jesus said, the daughter of Abraham should not be this daughter of Abraham. I like that part. And not of being a daughter of Abraham who Satan has bound. So she was part of the covenant. Wow, daughter of Abraham. Mm. So Jesus was admitting that this, she, this lady is part of the covenant. She's part of the Abrahamic generation. She, she has, is her entitlement, her right to be healed. She's not supposed to be bent over. Glory to God. But do you know that so many times as believers, we can liken ourselves and our situation to this woman. We are part of the covenant. We are part of the, we, we, we know Christ has died for us, but we are not enjoying some things yet. Glory to God. We are not enjoying some things yet. And I want to say, this is exactly what happened to me at some point in my life. And I'm diving into my story. I was a believer as in this woman, you can actually see replica, replication of, as in, you can see her in, in this generation as well. And I used to be one of, one of them. I was bound by the devil, glory to God. Like my sister said, P.I. said, you know, I, I am, we, we, we come from a polygamous home. And my daddy had um, four wives. P.I., I hope I'm right, she had four wives. Four wives and 13 children. So um, we grew up from a polygamous home, you know, and all. But at a point, our parents, you know, um, gave their lives to Christ. We all became believers, you know, and we started working with God. But for a very long time, okay, so I grew up with this unusual God-given gift of seeing into the spirit realm. And, you know, like P.I. said, except to let, I try not to dive into it. Okay, so but, you know, I remember when I was a child, when I was growing up, you know, and um, there was a time between age five and seven, we had serious issues. My parents didn't understand because we're Muslims. They didn't understand what that was a gift. I didn't even understand as well. So once it's midnight, my eyes will open. Nobody will sleep in the house. I would literally see demons and spirits moving around. All right. So I could see things. I could, you know, and all. So um, growing up, and I don't know where and how I got attached all right, or how I got into a spiritual marriage. I can't, I can't pinpoint it, all right? I can't pinpoint it. Yes, parents must take note. I also have a word for parents. I hope I remember to do that. So I, 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 um, um, I remember then when, when, when I begin to see at night, my mommy, we were Muslims, but they had a Bible at home. So they would give me the Bible to hold because I would be screaming. I would, there's so much in the spirit realm. I would be screaming, you know, because, but you see, the demons will actually crawl through the Bible. So from, from very young age, there was a battle for the gift between light and darkness. God gave this gift, but the devil was pulling at it because I, I, I don't know. We got a lot of um, confessions by a lot of people that have stayed around us. Witches, we say that we tried getting Fikayo. We wanted her. They would confess. As a, we used to have house help. Mommies, parents, please be careful about house help. So we used to have house help. And they would try to, you know, induct, induct me into witchcraft. One auntie too was a witch who stayed with us, who tried to also do the same because there was something about a gift that the Lord had given me. My parents didn't know anything about it. It also that this girl used to see, used to see. So um, around that period of my life, from very young age, I, I got into this marital relationship with something, somebody in the spirit realm. I was Back then, back then, the former Fikayo was married in the spiritual realm. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I, how do you know? This will not be said and say. <laughs> this is not a whole movie. This is real. 
All right, so there was a place, there was a time in my life, this gift was shaken because something else entered into the gift, all right? So there was this spiritual marriage, all right? And because there was a covenant, so growing up, all right, I started having sex in the dream since very young, from a very young tender age. I can't remember when, but I know it started when I was very young. Very, very young, very, very young. So there was this covenant that was existing. Now, now people going through self-deliverance, the Holy Spirit taught me, and I've taught a lot of people, there are three stages you go through while trying to break through from all these funny, funny spirits and etc. There's the unconscious stage, there's the conscious stage, and there's the awakening stage. Conscious stage, unconscious stage, awakening stage. For my tender age, till like 25 or 20, early 20s, I was in the unconscious stage. I didn't really understand what was happening. I started having that sex in the dream, all right, and I was a virgin. I was a virgin. I still married as a virgin, all right? I, I, I didn't understand what sex was, but guess what? I could tell you what sex was. Why? My body, my mind was being ravaged by this wicked demonic spirit. Glory to God. So I was in the unconscious stage till I like, like early 20s like early 20s then when i clocked 25 now i was planning to get married at 25 that's always been my dreams maybe because we had a lot of challenges at home and i wanted to run out of the family so by 25 yes thank you so much <laughs> so the unconscious state you don't know anything happening you can't remember your dreams but you'll be you'll be knowing that something is happening to me then the that's the unconscious stage the conscious stage you begin to remember ah something just happened i just saw this i just saw this then the awakening stage is when you need to rise up that means everything is set. The Holy Spirit is moving you. So the Holy Spirit has been pushing believers. You are already in the awakening stage. Believers are refusing to stand up. They are just taking the awakening stage as, I don't know what is happening. I'm just seeing things. Do we see things? It's the Holy Spirit that makes us see things. Praise God. Meanwhile, moving from the conscious to unconscious to awakening stage is your depth with the Holy Spirit that makes you move. People die in the unconscious stage, as in People, if you don't sort out these spiritual things, like I'm going to share with, with us, and you get married, that marriage will be, it will, it will, that marriage will collapse. Ah, oh, glory to God. That marriage will collapse. A lot of people that are married without understanding these things are trying to, they're working, they're doing extra work. So your ability to move from conscious to unconscious, from unconscious to conscious to awakening state is your relationship with God. So all the years I was, my relationship with God was, you know, I kept on going, I kept on moving with God, but something was happening. So before 25, I started seeing the full, full manifestation of what was happening. So the sex in the dream became full blown. And what, what, what does that mean? All right, it means it indicates that there's a marriage somewhere and not just married, children. All right, mm -hmm. there was a marriage somewhere and there were children somewhere. And the Lord needed to destroy that covenant for me to be able to get married. So what was happening to me? There was nobody coming. All right, now I'm sharing this. Yours might not be specifically this, but I'm trying to say it was not just the woman in, in Luke 13 that was bent over or that had a situation that was unusual. In the whole Bible, there was no other story like this woman in, in Luke 13. There was no woman that we read of who was bent over. We, we, we hardly hear of sort, I mean, well, there might be, but it was a strange, a unique and a demonic situation. I'm trying to say that there is no situation that Jesus cannot handle, that the word cannot handle. We conquer via the word. So back to my story, before 25, the sex in the dream was happening more. I started realizing that, hey, something was happening. Then by the time I got into the awakening stage, 
I finally saw in the spiritual, you know, because I could see things already. And the, the spirit husband started appearing in different images and formats. Are you being afflicted? Are you being oppressed in your dream? The word is the solution. The word, the word, the word of God, knowledge, the word, and the power of the Holy Ghost settles everything. There is no condition. There is no condition that the word cannot sort out. It sorts out career, it will sort out your career, sort out everything is, is subject to the word. Everything back bows to the word. So by the time I got to the awakening stage, I started, I'd, I'd passed the unconscious, I've gotten to the conscious, I could remember my dreams, I could see, then I, I was moving to the awakening stage, all right? That, that means the Holy Spirit was tearing me up. But when I got to the awakening stage, guess family, get family, my family, get what I started doing. When I got to the awakening stage, I started running up and down. And that's what a lot of time the believers we do. Well, I thank God for this meeting. I thank God because we are coming into that space of knowing what to do via the word ourselves. You know, our pastors are very busy. Pastors have a lot. God is calling us to be believers that can stand on our own. Imagine everybody waiting every time. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, touch me. Pastor, ah, praise God. We have come into that space where we can stand on the word ourselves. We are no longer wearing diaper and campers as believers. We are not putting that sitting thing in our mouth anymore. We are arising into full maturity via the word. So when I go to the awakening stage, I started running up and down, which most people would do. When we get to the awakening stage, that's when you see more. That's when you see images clearly. Like the first time I saw the spirit husband come in human form, all right, I, you know, I, I kept on my relationship with God, my prayers, my waking up to worship, to study was intact. One particular time, I went to bed and as I slept, I had a vision, all right? And the spirit husband came into our room. In fact, everybody was asleep. I'm sure you see was there somewhere, somewhere in the room. We all slept. He came into the room and from that day on, I started seeing him physically, but in the spiritual realm. It was no longer something is happening. I could see it. And it got to a point, it started coming in different forms. Every oppression over our lives, every way the devil, in any, anyone under the sound of my voice, that the devil is tormenting through your dreams, through family situation, the end has come in the name of Jesus. No more oppression. No more oppression. No more oppression. The devil is wicked. But guess what? Greater is what we carry. Greater is he that is in us. So the, 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 the spirit husband, after some time, he stopped coming, you know, he started coming in different forms. Not just human form. It started coming in form of animals. I don't want to go into details. It's, it, can be, it can be like home movie, but it's real. Then I started running around. I started going to, that, that's why it's not, sometimes as believers, we do some things we're not proud to talk about. Glory to God. I started, I was a believer. Meanwhile, I was active in church, head of several departments. Glory to God. Glory to God. I was head of several departments, all right, in my back in Foursquare. I was head of um, greeters and information center. I was doing well in the teens church. I was speaking. I was doing what I was born in with some things I couldn't alter. I couldn't say it. That is why as believers, we must not just do activity. We must not just carry powder and just look good. We must be conscious. All right. We must be conscious. We must be conscious of how we, we must sort out the issues of our lives. So after some time, I started running up and down. If you my while waiting book, I detailed a lot of things. 
I, I detailed a lot of things. I did a lot of things in my book on how I went to different churches, how I did different, I was going for deliverance up and down, looking for, for freedom and my, my bless my parents. They were so worried as well. They were running around with me, but nothing was happening. We did everything. I did one uh, river deliverance. I did one wedding dress deliverance. They told me to sew a wedding dress, all right. Um, they told me to wear a wedding dress and stay in, the, in a room and begin to shout, spirit husband, dad. Any deliverance that is void of the word is not an effective one. Any deliverance that is void of the word is not an effective one. Any prayer that is void of the word it will not be as effective as when you pray with the word. Thank you, Jesus. Then eventually nothing was happening. We have gone everywhere. We have done everything. The last one was when they said there's one um, mountain, that when you go to that mountain, you climb that mountain, before you come down, all your problems will be solved. When you go up with the, uh, up the mountain with your problem, before you come down, your problem will be stopped. By the time I got to that mountain, I said, you know, I'm done. I'm done because we're just spending money. We're just going out. There was one, there was one deliverance we did that they said um, um, we should look for, ah, God bless my late dad. We look for 12 fruits, 12 denomination of money. We should look for material. Come and see us going to shop. I see we are going for one, uh, one, one, one better something. We're looking for all sorts of things, 12 denomination. Can you imagine? As in different kind of denomination, 12. Please, who, collect, who, who, who must have collected the money? Demons, do they spend money? You know, so all sorts of lies and et cetera, and et cetera, and et cetera, that unconsciously we get entangled in. I want to say this, my dear family, don't entangle yourself in cobwebs. I call them spiritual cobwebs. Spiritual cobwebs, they re-entangle and keep you entangled. Spiritual cobwebs, they entangle and keep you entangled, all right? They are things we get into, they don't give us the breakthrough. They, held, they hold people bound for more. Praise God, we should bring money. And we went to the forest where we they were running after me. I was tying the thing on my head. Oh yeah, throw it down. Oh yeah, go. But spiritual entanglement. We must run from spiritual cobwebs. The word is a solution. So what happened? What happened? After doing all, I just got tired and I started sitting with the word. By then, I've been connected. As I've been going to the fountain of life, so God bless Pastor Taiwo. I bless Pastor Taiwo. I started going as a single in 1999. Um, my mentor, Pastor Esther, took me there and I stopped there. I didn't leave my first square church, but I was always going to get there. There was something about the word in fountain. There was some, my church was fantastic because God told me not to leave my church, but there was something about the word in fountain. That it was in fountain, I learned how to take communion. So as the, because the, the, as I take a communion, that's when I learned how to anoint myself. Um, praise God. So as I was going through this situation, I kept on going to the synagogue by that woman. I didn't stop going to the synagogue. I was searching and hungry for the food or for the word of God. And I cut out every, I stopped going to all those places. There are some places we must stop going to. There are some things we must not be caught doing as believers. Praise God. But that wedding dress and uh, deliverance, when we were sewing the wedding dress, guess what? The woman sewing the wedding dress was confused. Because the last, the last she could remember of, of me, I was waiting. Praise God. The woman sewing the wedding dress, she was confused. Because when my, me and my mommy got there, bless my, my darling parents, we were just looking for a way out. I was there, wanted to sew a wedding dress. She wanted to have Sister Vikayo, but we saw you in singles. We saw you, but when they came out, because the time they say, who is, who, who, who wants a marital breakthrough? I was always going out. 
She couldn't ask me because she was so confused. The wedding dress was so ugly. Imagine, we bought fabrics, we did everything, we sold the wedding dress. And right in that place where I was told to be in seclusion, the spirit husband was coming there. The word of God, the word of God, the word of God. We are, we are the triumphant church. We arise from every laziness. We arise from laziness. We arise from negligence. We arise and we get into that space where we can sit with the word and deliver what is rightfully ours. Glory to God. So I started going to fountain, taking communion. So I would take communion every day. And I would say, we did. So then, then, yes, laziness. Laziness, when I get to talk about that probably tomorrow, that's one of the major talent believers we have in this generation. We are too, ah, I have seen people want miracles and they're not ready to do anything. People want miracles. They're not ready to do anything. Pray. Prayer is too much. Study. You know, the, the devil will make you pray. You know, he won't stop. He, you know, he won't, he won't stop you too much from praying because prayer without the word is praying and me. So he will allow you to pray. You know, the greatest challenge people have as believers, we have as believers, is studying the word. Rightly dividing the word, studying, sitting to study. I'm not talking about plus Jesus, man, or Satan kind of study. I'm talking about studying. Studying, looking at it. Oh, what did Jesus say here? Okay, let me get the concordance. Let me get the, another translation. Let me check. Let me check. Because if you pray without the word, you pray amiss, nothing is happening. If you fast without the word, you are doing hunger strike. So he will allow you fast and fast for 40 days, 21 days without the word. All right. So at the end of the day, you say nothing happened. Meanwhile, you have not prayed the right way. You have not fasted on the word. Because we, you know, sometimes, I didn't get it on time as well. We don't fast to kill the devil. We don't have to, we can't stay off food because of the devil. Defeated foe. The devil has been defeated. No, we don't, we don't, we don't waste our energy over the devil. We spend time, we commune with the Holy Ghost so that we can build capacity. We can build that spiritual power to be able to face the devil. I say, devil, get your hands off. And that is what, what happens. So Finally, finally, I started sitting with the word. I started seeing the word. I started seeing the word, but the attacks didn't stop. Sometimes the Lord will keep you in the storm because of his agenda. Sometimes you will be in the storm. Some people have been praying and asking God, God, why are things not happening? Why is the breakthrough not here? Why am I not seeing the miracle? Can I encourage you that sometimes God needs us to stay in the storm because he's blessing something. He's blessing something that will transform us. Glory to God. At the end of it all, at the end of it all, God didn't bring me out of the storm. He fortified me in the storm. He taught me how to war. He taught me about the waiting period. He taught me about waiting. That was when God started building me up and teaching me how to wait. Because this woman waited 18 years patiently. This generation, we are in a generation that they want everything fast, 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 fast. We just want the breakthrough. We just want the miracle. But God is saying, I need to build fortification because the next level, the next level I'm taking you to, you will need the capacity I'm putting in you now to function there. Stories, great stories come forth from the storm. I promised the Lord then, I said, God, if I get married, I will write this book. I said, I will write this book. I will tell my story and I will help other people going through, you know, sex in the dream, you know, is my joy to see people break free from spirit husband. And guess what? Everything I have done, the one that has been the biggest is this spirit husband, spirit wife, self-deliverance path. Trust me, guys. People are going through a lot. The devil is cheating people, but no more. 
because the triumphant church is rising up. We are rising up as armies and we are taking our places. So I started saying, settling with the word, taking communion, praying, and I was, I was, as I, I stayed in the synagogue like that woman. Then eventually one day, I had one terrible attack. I had one terrible, now remember I said, the sex to the dream didn't stop. So what are you going through? What family pattern? What family pattern? You know, one of the things the Holy Spirit told me about this meeting is our vocabulary will change from now. Glory to God. We mustn't join people to say some things. You know, we must begin to think generational blessings, not curses. When Christ died and resurrected, you know, glory to God, some things have changed. You are no longer part of that system that is going through generational curses. Even if you see, don't join them to say, walk out of it, you have the word, then help your family. You know, when believers keep saying there's a, there's, there's a, there's a generational cause, there's a generational, have you addressed it? Have you walked out of it? Have you helped other people to walk out of it? There's going to be speech alignment indeed in Jesus' name. So like I was saying, I started studying, I started praying that I had this very, very, very weird attack. And that day I heard a voice in the sky. The voice said, um, um, serpentine spirit, a baritone voice, serpentine spirit, this calls for great deliverance. Wow! And I knew that my day had come. May we not miss our day of visitation. We must keep going into the synagogue. We must keep staying with Jesus in the storm. We must keep staying with Jesus in the storm. So finally, I heard that voice from my sleep. I jumped up and I said, tonight is the night. Today is the day. Enough is enough. I, this spirit husband is going to die. It's, I remember I've built the word. I've, I've been studying. So it took a time, but it was, it can be a journey, but let's stay there and be doing the work. Let's stay there. And, let's stop complaining. Nothing is happening. God is not doing something. I can't see anything. Are we doing something? Christ has done all. He has done all. There's nothing left. It's we. We are supposed to rise up and take what he's done and bring our manifestation. Glory to God. So that day I went to work. I was, I started walking and meanwhile, you know, um, I was doing well to the glory of God in other areas. I started walking. All right. But that particular area, that spiritual, that marriage, it was there. It was there. And you see yourself succeed in other areas, but there's a particular area. Breakthrough has come for you in Jesus name. God is making everything look the way you want it to look in the name of Jesus. This is the diary. I will never forget this diary. I picked up this diary. So I went to work that day. I was just at work. My mind was in the battle. I declared that night battle night. I said, this night, the devil is going to die. The spirit husband is going to die. I've had enough. I've had enough. We must arise and get to a place where we tell ourselves enough, enough, enough of this, enough of sickness, enough of poverty, enough, 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 enough of bad dreams, enough of torment in my dream, enough of the pattern, enough of the pattern, enough, enough. So I got home that night. And meanwhile, you know, there are some people, I didn't tell too many people what was happening. I only told my mentor. She sent some scriptures to me. And that day I got home, I just went to bed. It was, it was one, it was as in, it was, it was my victory night. So I went to bed and I remember clearly, I opened my journal, I started documenting scriptures. Now, my mom being a pastor, you know, she has plenty of Bibles. So I brought out, I don't even know where P.I. was that was during this period. Yeah, probably she was in the room. I don't know. Um, I brought my mom, my mom brought out different, my mom has different Bibles. I brought out the New Living, brought out NKJV, brought out Amplified, and I started studying. I started studying. I remember, you know, the Holy Spirit is so part of our lives. We must make the, yes, possibly you were in school. That's it. You're possibly in school. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. So you, we must make the Holy Spirit part of our lives. Meanwhile, can I quickly say, can I quickly say that during that period, the Lord had led me, you know, that was saying, making progress in the storm. Don't worry about the storm. Sometimes, you see, the storm will make you feel as if there's no God. God is there. He's right in the storm. He's giving you strength to move to the top because he's building some things in you, virtue, things that would they help you become all he wants you to become. So during that period, the Lord had led me to start while waiting ministry, blah, blah, blah. So I was just moving. I was just moving. And that night, I bought different Bibles and I started studying. I went to bed. As soon as I came back from work, I went to bed and I told, I told the Lord, I, told, I just said a simple prayer, Holy Spirit, wake me up by 1. By 1 a.m., someone tapped me. Bah. So I felt somebody touch me like this, bah, and I jumped up. I knew it was night. It was a night I've been waiting for. It was battle night, and I sat down with the scriptures. You know, as believers, we mustn't be too fast to jump into some prayers. Praise God. You want, it, you want to face the devil? Uh, no, it's not English. It's not, it's not I, I call it victory night. I've changed it to victory night. Praise God. The devil doesn't understand grammar. It's the word. Don't talk too much grammar. Use the word. It's the word is the word he doesn't understand grammar that's why sometimes when people pray something nothing is happening i ask them how do you pray when i do counseling for self-deliverance and people going through what, what i've been through I, I just ask some questions how do you pray you know when you pray father um, help me you know you, you know you um, do this you know what are you standing on what's your strong reason the devil needs that strong reason you want to tell the devil to get his hands off his word over your career is the word, and I have plenty of juicy stories about breakthroughs, conquering through the word regarding career as well. I don't know if we'll get into that this period, but praise God. I started studying, and the first scripture that jumped at me, my family, the first scripture, I have been reading the scripture, but when revelation knowledge comes alive, when we are this desperate for a breakthrough, when we enter into that space of knowing who we are, the world will make, the world will look different. The word you have been reading, it will suddenly look different. The first scripture that jumped at me is 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 18. It says, therefore, if anyone is in, is in Christ, that is the amplified version this time around, all right? The amplified version. If anyone is in Christ Jesus, that is grafted in, joined into him by faith as a savior. Now, that one caught me, caught me grafted in. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 18, the amplified version. I have been using other translations, but this amplifier stood out for me that day. He says he's a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. I said, ah, I've been reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. And he says, the previous moral spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, things have become new because spiritual awakening brings new life. And I, I stopped there. I just stopped. This scripture, I just stopped. Previous moral spiritual condition. Ah, 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 ah. Hey, the devil has been cheating you. Spiritual condition. This spiritual marriage is a spiritual condition because I'm now born again. Is in the past. Is in the past. Is in the past. I say, wow, I've been cheated. Hey! From there, I moved to another scripture. I just saw again Second Timothy four eighteen. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to His heavenly kingdom. To Him be the glory forever and ever. I say, wow, the Lord will rescue me. I saw another one. This one, eh? Colossians two fourteen fifteen. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of, spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He triumphed. He has triumphed. He disarmed. Another translation says he made a public spectacle. Another translation says he disgraced the devil. Why? He disgraced. So what have I been doing? Why have I been going through this? And that was it. I went from one scripture 
I studied from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., only studying. You see, there are some, there are some things you want to settle in the spiritual. Don't drop into, don't drop into just praying, all right? It's good to want to pray, but settle with the word. Take time to study. Sometimes it can take days. Sometimes I want to do some, I want to settle some things. I take, I take my time. It can take days. It can take hours, two to five, only studying, only studying. By the time I was done, to the glory of God, it was five o'clock. Five, we are praying the prayer of faith. When you want to ask for things and receive things, prayer of faith, don't jump. You must, when you are doing prayer of faith, you know, because when you are going through self-deliverance or you are going through, you're trying to break off anything you know, spiritually, you, you would most likely get involved a lot in with prayers of faith. All right. So prayers of faith, you don't just go and don't you don't go, you don't just go empty-handed. You go with words, scriptures. The devil will be flying like this. Yeah, and in boys, they will escape fast, fast. We want to see scriptures. When I was done by five. I just did praising the Lord. No special song. This is a special song going to God. I mean, I didn't have to go and look for, I just sang from my heart. And I started declaring, listen to me, spirit husband. It is, that's how I was saying it. So I started saying, it is written. It is written is the solution. I just remembered how Jesus said it. I said, it is written in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 18, that I, if I carry your and death, I am now grafted in, joined in by faith to my savior. So previous moral spiritual, spiritual condition is gone. So it is written. It is written. I kept on saying that. So that means every spiritual marriage is gone. It's ending right now. I, as in it's destroyed now. It's destroyed now. I said, I kept on using the word. I did that for only 30 minutes. And I said, let me just lie down small. Now, I perceived that I was going to see something. I used different scriptures. And I was using different translations. It took time. It took energy, but I did it. As I was about to lie down, I just heard, don't sleep because you will never wake up. I heard it. The devil just came. Don't sleep, oh, you will never wake up. As soon as I closed my eyes, my spirit, I just, my spirit man just left the bed. As in, the ceiling opened and I, boom, I went out of the roof. I went out and I met myself somewhere. I met myself somewhere. And as I was looking around, it was like, you know, you know foundation of houses. I met myself in like a foundation. Deep, I have never seen that kind of foundation. Deep, ah, and I was looking at myself. How did I get here? What kind of foundation is this? We were somewhere. Then the guy appeared, tall. He appeared. He came face to face with me. You know, in the spirit realm, you don't talk, but we were talking. I was seeing what he was saying. He was seeing what I was saying. So he said to me, "Lie down." So I wanted to just lie down. Okay, what can I do? Hey, guess what, guys? Something jacks me up. Something that as I was about to lie down. Still in that encounter, I was about to lie down. Something jacked me up. I, I just saw myself, something just jacked me up. It was the word. 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 Remember the word of God? The word of God is sharper than any two edges word. <laughs> My family, that is so true. That is so true. That is so true. It was the word. Hebrews 4, um, 12. I saw Hebrews 4, 12, 4, 12. The word of God, the word God speaks is full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word jacked me up. All of a sudden, my mouth started opening. Out of, without, without my control, I couldn't control my mouth. Guess what, my family? The scripture started rolling out. The scripture started rolling out. I saw second Corinthians come out. The scriptures were rolling out like this, and it was hitting the spirit husband. I didn't do anything. The word was coming out. It is written. The way I said it, though, before I went to bed, 
Exactly. That is why your spirit man must be active. You must keep feeding your spirit man with the word. Sometimes we spend time taking care of our body, watching a lot, doing a lot. We are not feeding the spirit man enough. So when people say they have funny dreams, bad dreams, I quickly begin to show them the way. Your spirit man, your spirit man. Feed that spirit man. Let no day go without you studying. Let no day go without you praying. Feed the spirit man. Spend time with the Holy Ghost. The words are rolling out. Um, 2 Timothy 4.18 rolled out. Colossians 2.14.15 rolled out. It was rolling out like this. I, my mouth was doing like that. I couldn't control myself. All of a sudden, the spirit husband fell down and he died. Now, you know, the devil doesn't give up. So while I was still trying to find a way to get out from the pit, as I'll find a way to get out from the pit, the spirit husband, he tried to pull me down again, pull me one more time. I went there. You know, the world was working. So the world was taking over. The world was pushing me. I went there. I removed his head and I tore the head into pieces and threw it down at him. And I grew wings and I flew out of, the, of that environment. I came back through the roof. My spirit man came back through the roof, roof and entered back into my body. Now, some people have died that way. All right. Because sometimes when your spirit man leaves, it, can, it might not return, but that's not a portion. Let me not even go into that. But what am I trying to say? That was when the breakthrough started. The moment I got back, my phone rang. One guy that had toasted me when I was in school, he just came, past six. My phone rang at past six. Hello, Fikayo. And you know, I've been trying to, I've been trying to, hello, Fikayo. And as I stepped out of the gate that day, somebody, the first person that saw me said, you look beautiful. Eh? I said, so I've been ugly. And that was how my life changed via the word. From that moment, things began to happen. We now started praying, Father, help us to choose. Guys were just, you know, posters and every good thing was happening. We were, the veil was removed. That reminds me, my mom kept on seeing a veil for years. She would say, Fikayo, I see a veil. Hey, Fikayo, I've seen that veil again. Fikayo, I've seen that veil, but God removed that veil. Glory to God. And before you knew it, some months after, I met my husband. And glory to God, we finally got married. Glory to God. And the Lord told me at a particular time in my marriage, it's time to write this book. Now, why did the Lord take, take it? Why did it take so long? Because possibly God needed people to see and read this book. Now, by the time, you know, when I look at how many, the testimonies that have come out from this book, I am humbled. I'm telling you, I am so, so humble. What am I trying to say? In the name of Jesus, every oppression over your life, every oppression over your family, everything that you have seen that is a negative trait, in the name of Jesus, I speak over your life and I decree, I declare it has ended now in the name of Jesus. See, just believe. When it comes to the things of the spirit, don't analyze it, just believe. Just believe, just believe, just believe. I said I have a word for parents. I wrote something down here for parents. I said, P.I., I think my time is up, P.I., right? Oh, very sorry. I'll just wrap up now. Okay, now for parents, I saw, I wrote this down for parents. Now, my mom, you know, my parents didn't know. I need parents. I'm sorry, I'm trying to bring that out. Okay, parents should begin to monitor and make inquiries about their children's dreams and teach them how, how teach them about the name of Jesus. Parents need to begin to monitor and make inquiries about their children's dreams and start teaching them how to be bold in their dreams. Because my parents didn't know, all right? They didn't know. They were not asking any questions and I wasn't telling them. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even, I don't think I even told the Missy. The Missy got to know about this day, something, something. 
Nobody, nobody knew about it. Praise God. I also, when I, while I was preparing for this meeting, God is destroying fear. God is destroying fear. God has destroyed fear, the spirit of fear. I was so fearful. Oh my God. I was so fearful that to sleep was a problem. I couldn't sleep because the sex and the dream wasn't happening at night only. It was happening in the day. As in, once I just closed my eyes, what did it to happen? So I was scared of everything. If I hear any sound, I will run. If I hear noise, I will run. We know when I sleep, when they put off the light, I will see like you like more stars appearing to me. So I was afflicted by the spirit of fear as well. So God has broken the chain of fear. The spirit of fear is replaced by boldness, by love and sound mind in the name of Jesus. I, I also perceived when I was praying that God is raising armies from the church who will be the proof, proof that the word of God still works, that the word of God is still the same. Praise God. Remember, we read about this woman in Luke 13. God is waiting for our own victory testimonies as well. God is waiting for us to come forth with how we've used the word so that we can prove to the world, maybe not prove, encourage the word so that we can encourage people, encourage believers. We, we, believers, God, God, we need encouragement so we can encourage believers that, hey, stand on, stand there, keep standing. The word works, praise God. The Bible calls us living memorials. We are living memorials. We are the one to just to, to prove that what, what Christ has come to do is not in vain. Do you know, as believers in this dispensation, we trivialize grace. This generation, we have unconsciously trivialized grace. Ah, you might say, the kind of, well, I, I love God, I'm serving God. If you are not living in the full capacity at which Christ has come, we have trivialized what Christ has done until we arise into the fullness. And it's a gradual process, but let's keep moving towards it. Let's not be that lazy, just dragging, complaining, too tired to study, you know, kind of, of believers. We must prove that indeed Christ has died. You know, the greater works, all right? Jesus talked about greater works. Greater works is also being able to use the word and comfort with testimonies. Greater works. Because back then, remember there was no Bible then. There was no Bible. This Bible was put together years after. The dispensation of those apostles, they didn't even have this Bible. They didn't have it compiled like this. What they have were, were here and there, scrolls and parchments and etc. But we have a complete Bible. This is doing the greater works as well. Greater works starts from us being able to take the word of God and, trans and, and transform it and use it to birth what we want. And guess what, my family? I'm going to wrap up on this note. So when I got married, so you might be asking, Fikayo, eh, since you conquered that one, has the battle stopped? Can I shock you guys? Can I shock you guys? It's an ongoing battle. You see, the battle between light and dark darkness is it's going, to, it's going to go on until, until the millennium, until Christ finally settles the devil, until the devil is thrown out and he stops being the God of this world. Guess what? This fight, this standing on the word is, 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 is our lifestyle. That's why I said conquering via the word, which is the proof of the triumphant church, is our lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. Actually, when I initially got married, I also felt, ah, oh, I'm done. God has done it. Is it not done? It's done. You can just relax, take a cup of coffee, you know, keep serving the Lord, keep, keep praying. But hey, I realized, I realized that the devil can, the devil is not our friend, we're not his friend. The devil is not, he is against the church because we are lovers of God, because we know God. 
because we are sons of God. So he will consistently try to keep some things for us. He will consistently try to hold some things away. We are not supposed to stand on the word and insist that this career must change. I must get this opportunity. My life must change. My family must move forward. You must declare that this affliction in, in true sex, in the dream, this affliction in my, in, my, in my sleep must stop. We do that via the word. So I want to, I want to say and wrap up by saying it's an ongoing process. We don't stand on the word today and go and sleep tomorrow. No. It's a continuous thing. It becomes a lifestyle. And we must begin to do it and begin to teach our children how to stand on the word so that they are, they are solidified, even from being small. Glory to God. Can we just lift up our hands and just celebrate God? Thank you for listening to this sermon on the Referral Series. This sermon is available on YouTube and all podcast platforms. For more information and other resources, visit www.emissiowolabi.com.